What's good on Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Today on the show, we are exploring who I think some of the best candidates are to fill the Miami Dolphins vacant defensive coordinator position. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Monday, January 23rd, 2023. And today on the show, we are exploring some of the best candidates to fill the Dolphins defensive coordinator position. Well, thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 extra money on your entry. You can make sure you enter at prizepicks.com. And first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. If you're unfamiliar with the show, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. I am the co founder of thedraftnetwork.com. And I spent much of the weekend. Uh, when I wasn't looking at college prospects for next week's senior bowl, uh, looking at candidates to fill the Dolphins defensive coordinator position. There's been a lot of buzz. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, notes on the Dolphins and one Vic Fangio. We talked about a little, little bit on Friday. And I think there's one thing that is abundantly clear upon looking at all of the candidates for the Dolphins defensive coordinator position you are not going to find a more qualified candidate to hold that position than Vic Fangio. But that doesn't mean Vic Fangio is the only attractive hire, the only hire that the Dolphins should inquire about. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, here's an important thing to remember. Only one team is going to walk away with Vic Fangio, right? Um, there's only one of him, and there are plenty of teams that are interested. And the Dolphins will need to be mindful of... Uh, the return potential return of Sean Payton to coaching. Uh, Vic Fangio has been attached to coaching with Sean Payton. And if that happens, uh, it's kind of hard to envision, no matter how good the talent is on the Dolphins roster, the opportunity to work with Coach Payton as a Super Bowl winning coach versus a young coach in Mike McDaniel. Vic Fangio is a very realistic chance he may take the opportunity to go work with Sean Payton and pursue a Super Bowl. Not that he wouldn't be doing that here, but. Um, I tried to get a list big enough and comprehensive enough that I felt like I got the right guys on the list. And there's some other names. I, I know Lovey Smith has been a name that's been floated out by Dolphins fan as another, uh, Dolphins fans as another candidate for the position. I don't really love the idea of Luffy, no pun intended there, but, uh, a little bit more of a, a cover two Tampa two style ideology that I really feel like. Miami probably would need a bigger adjustment to run versus some of these other zone predicated defenses like the ones that you've got uh, with Vic Fangio, Leslie Frazier, uh, Marquan Manuel, Ejiro Averro, Sean Desai. These are the names that I have that I want to make sure that we cover today on the show when we talk about the Dolphins' defensive coordinator spot. Um, Vance Joseph is a name that was tied to the Dolphins' head coaching position last year. Cliff Kingsbury's been fired of the Arizona Cardinals, so that's a vacancy. 
which may leave Vance Joseph in a position to go get another job as well. And obviously there's familiarity. Vance was here, right? I don't love Vance Joseph as a hire. He did make the initial list. He didn't make my top five. But um, it's another name to be mindful of as of a coach that the Dolphins have experience with that's been a defensive coordinator in this league. I, I think especially with a young head coach, first-time head coach going into a second season, having somebody to take ownership of that other side of the ball is pretty critical and tangible of whoever they end up hiring to take it. So that that does hurt the resume of Sean, although Desai was the associate head coach and defensive coordinator this past year in Seattle. So we're kind of going to go through each one of these guys one by one. I got my notes up over here on all the, all the assistant coaches that I've kind of had flagged. But I ranked them from one to five. And we'll start with we'll start with Vic Fangio because we kind of went through his resume already. Vic Fangio is a uh, consultant for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Um, those Eagles playing in the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. It is a good time to be out of the market on San Francisco 49ers first round picks. I will say that with definitive certainty. Um, and then, of course, on the other side, you have the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, shucks. Gee whiz. Playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So as, as we keep our eyes on the horizon uh, with the games that are left to be played, there's only three left in the NFL. Uh, Vic Fangio is amongst those who is still coaching, right? And, and Fangio is, was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He's been the defense coordinator of the Chicago Bears. San Francisco 49ers, now consulted with the Eagles. The Eagles are a dominating uh, presence this year defensively. They had 70 sacks this season. They're the third team in NFL history to post 70 sacks or more. Fangio's a piece of that puzzle. He's not the straw that stirs the drink, but his input certainly with the additions of um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson defensively for Philadelphia and what they have been able to do with two high safety shells and getting James Bradbury to go with Darius Slay is a lockdown corner combo and getting really good play out of um, TJ Edwards, the linebacker, who's traditionally not been a really rangy player. There's a lot of good stuff going on defensively on Philadelphia between him and, and, and Jonathan Gannon. So um, Fangio, with the experience especially having been a head coach, you trust his ability to control his side of the ball. If, if Mike McDaniel wants to kind of have a, a de facto second head coach on, on the coaching staff to, to handle and delegate the defensive side of the football. The next name that I have down is another experienced coach. And it's another experienced coach that has held time as a head coach in addition to his work as a defensive coordinator. And it is Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier, the current defensive coordinator of the now eliminated Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills losing, uh, scoring, managing to scratch out 10 points against the Cincinnati Bengals at home in the division round of the playoffs. Uh, Frazier was the head coach in Minnesota from 2010 to 2013. Went three and three. Uh, he was the interim head coach for the final six weeks. And he went three and 13, 10 and six, five, 10 and one, was fired after 2013. From that point on, he was the defensive coordinator in Tampa for two seasons and then has been the defensive coordinator for the last six seasons in Buffalo. 
you look at the defensive ranks, uh, and, and as far as defensive yards allowed, this Bills team really hit its stride the last five years. Second, third, fourth, first, and sixth in yards allowed. Scoring defense the last five years. 18th, second, 16th, first, second. Takeaways. His entire tenure in Buffalo. Ninth, eighth, tenth, third, third, fourth. Team has been top 10 in takeaways in every year of Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier, while Vic Fangio is a little bit more of a uh, quarter, quarter, half, cover six. Leslie Frazier is another middle of the field open, too high safety, limit explosive plays, a little bit more of a quarters type coverage uh, is, is kind of his family that he has come from. But uh, the concern with Leslie Frazier in Buffalo is, is his contract is expiring. In the last two years, the Bills are going to be looking at how their season ended in 13 seconds left against Kansas City last year in the divisional round, and then losing 27 to 10 in the divisional round this year. And they're going to point to that and the fact that they gave up 30 first downs and 412 yards of offense in a Bengals offense that had not been able to run the ball all season, rush for 172 against them in the playoffs. And I think we're at a, a point where it's very possible that Leslie Frazier becomes the scapegoat. I wouldn't even say the scapegoat. He's culpable in this loss, but there's a lot of players that are culpable in this loss and a lot of hands that are culpable in this loss for Buffalo. I talked to Joe Marino today, and I asked him, you know, what do you think is the biggest change that you see the Bills making? And the first thing he said is, I can't help but wonder if Leslie Frazier and Buffalo has run its course. And if that's the case, you now have two former head coaches with defensive, significant defensive coaching experience, a lot of success as defensive coaching that are on the open market. And just as much as Vic Fangio, you would love to romanticize him as the fit, and I think he would be the best fit. You can look at Leslie Frazier and his experience in another zone-based defense and all of the same things. This is another team that does not blitz often. The Bills don't blitz often. But you know he'll appreciate the value of having good second-level defenders because he's had it in Buffalo with Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. And if the Dolphins are going to make a splash defensively and want to add to the defensive backs, Jordan Poyer is a name that kind of gets tied often to the Dolphins as a potential add this offseason. We don't think Leslie Frazier wouldn't know what to do with that. So you take all that and you consider all that. And I think Leslie Frazier, just as much as Vic Fangio, has a strong case for this vacancy for the Miami Dolphins. And I know, um, I believe it was the guys over three yards per carry that that had um, Frazier last week. I think I saw Chris Kaufman tweet that out, uh, that he had on the medium that they have. Uh, only fins, which 10 out of 10 for the wordplay guys. Well done. Uh, I believe it was was Chris Kaufman who had shared that they had had some insight that Frazier could receive some consideration for the position. So I think those two guys as former head coaches, accomplished defensive coordinators, Frazier expiring contract, Joe Marino himself of Locked On Bills telling me the first thing he thinks is Frazier and Buffalo may have run its course, and Fangio as, as a consultant who's, who's overqualified for that position, I think are your top two names. And if you walk with either one of these two, you are over the moon excited. And I, I think there's more candidates, younger candidates, 
uh, that you can get very excited for too. But before we talk about them, let's talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done right. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten extra money on your entry. You're not competing against other people; it is you versus the projections available in-house. Prize Picks has projections on just about every sport that you watch, and entries can be made in sixty seconds. Or less with safe and fast withdrawal is currently operational in over 30 states of Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. If you deposit $100, they're going to give you another $100 with promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Continuing on here, the next of the top five is a young rock star type of candidate uh, who just had a very, very impressive season this past year with the Denver Broncos. His name is Ejiro Averro. Uh, he is 42 years old. And the Denver Broncos, under his watch, were seventh in yards and 14th in scoring defense this past year. They were top 10 in rushing defense. They were 12th in yards allowed in passing defense and fifth in passing touchdowns conceded. Here's the pathway for Giro Averro as an NFL coach. He was a defensive quality control coach in Tampa Bay from 2007 to 2009. Then he went to University of Redlands, which was Division III college football, for one year to be a special teams and safeties coach. He was then in San Francisco in 2011 through 2015 as a defensive offensive and defensive assistant. An assistant, offensive assistant for two years, defensive assistant in 14 and 15. Defensive quality control coach with the Green Bay Packers in 2016. And then he was with the Rams from 2017 to 2021 as the safeties coach. And then in 2021, he became the defensive passing game coordinator and secondary coach before being hired in Denver as the defensive coordinator. Here's the interesting thing about Averro that I think we should at the very least acknowledge. He was a defensive assistant in 14 and 15 in San Francisco, which of course was a coaching staff led by Jim Harbaugh and the defensive coordinator that year was Vic Fangio. So you kind of see the the tree that Vic Fangio and his disciples, because this is not the only Vic Fangio disciple that is on the list. Um, he's worked for John Gruden, Jim Harbaugh, Sean McVay, Raheem Morris, Vic Fangio, some really good coaches in the Broncos did a lot of really nice things defensively this season. And I sympathize with the Broncos from this year because, well, for as good as the defense was, they were dead last in scoring offense, 32nd out of 32 teams. They averaged 17, less than 17 points a game. They scored 287 points. Offensively, they had the second worst starting field position of any team in the league. They had the third worst average time of possession for any team in the league. 
they were fifth worst in yards per drive offensively in the NFL. You don't want to talk about complementary football, right? We talked about with the Dolphins, with special teams and defense. This Broncos team was even worse than the Dolphins team was this year as far as at times playing complementary football. Here's, here's the stat that blew my mind with the Broncos. And the Broncos, it, it, the scoring defense kind of got skewed across the last three weeks because they played the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Rams. And the Rams put 51 points on because the Broncos turned the ball offensively. They turned the ball over four times. But across those three games to finish the season, the Broncos gave up 106 points in the final three games. Before that, the Broncos, before those final three games, were 4-10. and ten. And they had losses in games in which they allowed the following points. 17 points, lost. 12 points, lost. 19 points, lost. 16 points, lost. 17 points, lost. 10 points, lost. Just surreal numbers as far as games that were very easily attainable if you could clear the threshold of scoring 20 points in a game. And they couldn't do it. So, Avero is a little bit more of a uh, high-variance projection because he has been one-year defensive coordinator. And in the same way that I reflect on the concerns that I had with the Dolphins head coaching search last year and the growing pains that we dealt with, with Mike McDaniel in his first year from a clock management perspective and game management perspective. I do just want to be a little mindful that if you're going to go out and get another young guy, that's kind of what you open yourself to have to deal with. And that includes another Vic Fangio disciple in Sean Desai. Uh, and Sean Desai was with Fangio in Chicago. He was the associate head coach um, in 2021 for the Seattle Seahawks and the defensive coordinator in 20 or in, for 2022 for the Seattle Seahawks and the defensive coordinator in 2021 for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Avero overlap with Fangio in Chicago, but he's also worked with Pete Carroll as the associate head coach, John Fox, defensive quality control, uh, Matt Nagy. It's the defensive coordinator for Matt Nagy, his last year in Chicago. Before that, Desai spent a lot of time in college. He was a defense and special teams assistant uh, for the University of Temple in Philadelphia. In 2011, as a 28-year-old, he was the assistant director of football operations for the University of Miami Hurricanes. Then he went to Boston College for one year and was the running backs and special teams coach. And then he made the jump to Chicago Bears. And from 2013 to 2021, he was in Chicago. Defensive quality control for six years. Safeties coach, defensive coordinator. This past year went to Seattle. Seattle made the playoffs, surprised a lot of people. Um, the defensive coordinator was Clint Hurt, but Desai was the associate head coach on the defensive side of the ball. Seattle had a lot of turnovers. You know, they, they did not represent themselves well in points scored defensively, but they had a stretch of games where they had at least turno two turnovers in uh, 
was this 10 of their first 12 games this season. Dolphins would have killed for turnover production like that. So I would say if I'm tiering this out, your tier one is your former head coaches with defensive experience being Vic Fangio and Leslie Frazier. Your tier two for me is young guys like Ajiro Averro and Sean Desai, because as younger guys, you think about collaboration. You think about the, the point of emphasis for the Dolphins and what they wanted from a culture perspective within their building and from their brain trust. And you'd think that young guys like Averro and Desai would assimilate into that kind of approach quite well. Um, and, and all of these are zone principles that are not blitz reliant. And I really genuinely think that that for me is a non-negotiable. Like that for me is the pathway for this team with what you've invested in the talent up front and the current status of the talent on the back end and getting these guys to key the quarterback and use their instincts instead of trying to match, especially when you got to play quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen who can beat you with their legs. Joe Burrow will slice and dice you too. And Joe Burrow can beat you with his legs, but Joe Burrow's not Josh Allen, right? He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's just as cerebral and will get into the right play to kill you with getting into the play from diagnosing your alignments as he is to stand back, hold the ball, run around, break contain, and either throw a bomb or run your linebackers over and go get a 20-yard gain. That's the theme with all of these guys for me. The last name that I have is a coach who I think deserves strong consideration for a head coaching position in the NFL. But if he doesn't get it and he is suddenly available, this is someone who I would love to see the Dolphins get. Who is it? I'm glad you asked. But before we get there, very excited to talk to you about our new sponsor, FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked On. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a bigger chance at bigger payouts with same-game parlays. All that on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use so football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 free in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. My last candidate is Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, a pretty impressive resume. He's currently the interim head coach of the Carolina Panthers. It does not sound like the Panthers are going to give Steve Wilkes uh, the position. Uh, Wilkes took over for Matt Rule after he was fired midway through the season. Um, and Steve Wilkes had a, an incredibly difficult task this year he was uh 
going back to the 90s, has been a defensive coordinator at the college level for Johnson C. Smith, Savannah State, Illinois State, Appalachian State, East Tennessee State, Bowling Green, Notre Dame, Washington, went to the Chicago Bears in 2006, was with the Bill, uh, the Bears as the defensive backs coach from 06 to 08, Chargers defensive backs coach from 09 to 2011, Panthers defensive backs coach from 2012 to 2014. Hold on, we're not done yet. Panthers assistant head coach and defensive backs coach in 15 and 16. Panthers uh, assistant head coach and defensive coordinator in 2017. He was the Cardinals head coach in 2018, was one and done. The Browns defensive coordinator in 2019. Then he had a sabbatical year, and then he was the defensive coordinator at Missouri in 2021. Matt Rule hired him in a do-or-die year to be the defensive passing game coordinator and secondaries coach, and Rule was fired before the halfway point of the season and became the interim head coach. What's interesting about Wilkes for me, he's another former head coach, he's been a longtime defensive coordinator, and he worked with Sean McDermott. Who else worked with Sean McDermott? Leslie Frazier in Buffalo. But Wilkes worked with Sean McDermott when McDermott was the defensive coordinator in Carolina. That 15-16 stretch where he was the assistant head coach and defensive backs coach, McDermott was the defensive coordinator. And then he, he took Sean McDermott's spot as the defensive coordinator for the Panthers in 2017. So again, you think about the family of coaching, you think about the ideologies, McDermott, Leslie Frazier, a little bit more quarters-based coverage. Wilkes has all of that background to his experience as well, and he's been a head coach in two separate locker rooms now between the Arizona Cardinals, and that was a disaster year. But from what I understand, that, that Arizona Cardinals team in general, after Bruce uh, Arians left, was a bit of a dumpster fire altogether. And there's not a lot of coaches that would have walked into that situation and had success. Of course, that was the uh, the Josh Rosen year uh, for Steve Wilkes. But then he takes over Carolina, and Carolina is a dumpster fire. And Wilkes goes 6-6 six and six across the final 12 games with a team that was 1-4 over the first month of the season. He's got strong qualifications. You can make an argument from the situation that he took over to the end of the year. There were only a handful of coaches in the NFL that did a better job this year in its entirety. And you got that kind of buyout with your first year in the program with this team. You'd been there since March. You coach five games as a defensive backs coach. And you're the, you're put in installed as the head coach of the team and you go six and six. One thing that is absolutely for sure, and there's a lot of people around the Carolina team that, that feel like Wilkes deserved a shot to be the head coach. And maybe he will if the, the Panthers don't get their big fish that they seem to be swinging for. But if you told me if we put it out in the tiers, Wilkes is definitely on the top five. And I can debate. I went back and forth on a couple different spots on the list of five where I would put him. But I put him fifth right now. So my top five defensive coordinator candidates for the Miami Dolphins. Vic Fangio, one. 
Leslie Frazier, two. Ajiro Avero, three. Sean Desai, four. And Steve Wilkes, five. The Dolphins get any of those dudes. It is a big win. And look, there's other names that we, that I did not include here, including Marquand Manuel of uh, the New York Jets and Chris Corrick uh, of the San Francisco 49ers and Vance Joseph of the, the Arizona Cardinals. There's other names. But if you ask me who my best five candidates were, the five that, I, that it would really move the needle for me, these would be it. If they go in a different direction, we'll talk about whatever decision they make talk about the ideology that they have and how it fits the puzzle and how we're expecting it to work moving forward. But I wanted to kind of whittle the list because I know when the Josh Boyer news dropped, a lot of people asked me, Kyle, what are your thoughts? There they are. I just wanted to make sure I was responsible and educated myself before I hopped on here and talked to you guys about candidates that I think are viable defensive coordinator positions to help get the Dolphins to the next level defensively. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. Fins up. Hope to talk to you again tomorrow. Make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast and follow along your team every day here on the Locked On Network.